Welcome to the Moonlight of Emuna Parshas Vayiga. This week's learning should be a schus for a fushleim for Chana Mashbas Vilcha, Ratzbas Rochel, Shmuel Shemesam Bichavachav, Nachmordechem Ben Afira, Chayim Bas Tova, Fraim Ben Yafa, Michaim Ben Sara, and Lili Nishmas Henya Basichil Mechel. So we have the the amazing reunion between Yosef and his brothers after 22 years apart. They have this reunion. Yosef reveals himself. He sends all the Egyptians out of the room and he reveals himself to his brothers and he tells them that Hashem put me here. Don't blame yourselves. Don't, don't get upset at yourselves. Don't, uh, don't fight with each other. And then we have two very poignant psukim. In Perak Memhei, uh, right before Ravi, it says, uh, the Pasuk says, Vayipal, uh, Perak Memhei, Pasuk Yudal, Vayipal al Tzavarei Binyamin Achiv, he fell on his brother Binyamin's neck and Vayevch, uh, uh, and, he, and he cried, Uvinyamin Bachal Tzavarav, and Binyamin wept on his neck. And the next Pasuk says, Vayinashik Lechol Echov, he kissed all of his brothers, Vayevch Aleim, and he wept on them, Vayevch Aleim, Achrikein Dibru Echov Itai, and afterwards the brother spoke to him. Okay, so we have two Pasukim. First, he has this embrace with Binyamin, his full brother, the brother who didn't sell him into in, into slavery, and and he they fall on each other's necks and they cry. And very famously, Rashi says, "Vayipel al tzavori Binyamin Rashi tells us what the Gemara Megillah Daf Tezayin tells us: "Al shnei mikdashay shasid and liyos bechelkei shal binyamin v'soif and liycharev." What Yosef was crying about was the fact that there would be two base hamikdash, two bate mikdash, bias rishon, bias sheni, that would be in the in the portion of binyamin in Eretz Yisrael that would be destroyed. That's what Yosef was crying about. And Rashi continues, and Binyamin al Tzavarav, Binyamin Bach al Tzavarav, that Binyamin cried on Yosef's uh, on Yosef's neck. Al Mishkan Shiloh, there was a Mishkan in Shiloh for for several, for also four hundred, three hundred something years. Sheosid Liyos Bechelkas Yosef, that was going to be in the portion of Yosef. V'sofi Lecharav, and it was also going to be destroyed. Right. So this is the Gemara and Megillah tells us that Yosef and Binyamin were thinking about the destructions that would happen in each other's in each other's uh, property. Uh, and then in the next passage where we said that he cried. He, he kissed all of his brothers and he and he cried on them. Rashi over there says, "Vayinashik Hosef Benishike." He continued with the kiss. Menashik Vahayloch. He continued kissing them, right? And uh, and and then and they and then they saw each other crying. Rashi goes on, but Rashi doesn't mention anything about the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. And the Piazetz, the Rebbe in Eish Kodesh, asks the question. He says, "I don't understand. If Yosef is cry and Binyamin are crying over the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the Bate Mikdash, why weren't the brothers?" also crying about the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Why are only Yosef bin Yamin crying about the destruction of the two Beis HaMikdashes and Mishkan Shiloh? And the brothers are not crying. We see that they're falling on each other crying, right? Yosef bin Yamin fall on each other's necks to cry. And the brothers then all cry with Yosef. Why are they not? Why does Rashi not point out? Why does the Gemara not tell us that they were also crying about the Beis HaMikdash? Why does it seem that only Yosef bin Yamin seem to be crying about this and the other brothers not? Right, we could safely assume that they also knew whatever facts Yosef and Minyamin knew about the Beis Hamikdash. They also saw Baruch Hakodesh. So why weren't they crying? So he quotes a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara Rosh Hashanah Daf Chavches says the Gemara over there is talking about whether you could use the horn to blow a shayfer on Rosh Hashanah, whether you could use the horn of a carbon. And the Gemara over there says. Uh, 
that uh, one opinion is that your yotze, if you use the horn of a kai, uh, of a carbon, and it says the, the Gemara makes a comment, mitzvahs lav lehenas nitnu. Mitzvahs were not given for benefit, right? It's not considered a benefit. You're not considered to be benefiting from the animal or right? a carbon. You're not supposed to use for personal benefit. Um, when you when a person accomplishes a mitzvah, it's not considered to be a benefit. Rashi over there, same Rashi who who, who makes this comment here by Binyamin and Yosef, but not by the other brothers, says. On mitzvahs lav lehenas netnu says liyisrael liyis kumim lehem hana that keeping the mitzvahs are not meant for us to benefit for el el laol al tzavareim netnu mitzvahs were given as a yoke on our necks right so there's that word tzavar the necks right Yosef and Yomid fell on each other's necks and the Rebbe points out the piyazetz the Rebbe points out he says maybe this is the explanation here because when the pasuk tells us that Yosef and Binyamin cried, the Pasuk that we just quoted mentions in Pasuk Yudalad, Vayipal atzavrei Binyamin achiv, Yosef fell on the neck of Binyamin, Vayeich, Binyamin bacha atzavarav, and Binyamin fell on Yosef's neck. But in the next Pasuk, when it's talking about the other brothers crying, it just says, Vayinashik lechav, he kissed all his brothers, Vayeich chalim, he cried on them, Vachim dibrechav itay, and then they spoke to him. There it doesn't mention necks. Right, and so the Rebbe is making a diuk in the pasuk. He's pointing out that the pasuk by Binyamin and Yosef they were crying on the necks, but the other brothers when they were embracing there was no there were no necks mentioned. So he he, po- he he connects this to the point that Rashi makes in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah. The neck is the place where the yoke of mitzvah sits. That's what Rashi said. All mitzvahs are meant to be a yoke on our neck. So he explains that every Jew every Jew has the yoke of mitzvahs around his neck. He has to learn Torah, he has to keep mitzvahs every day, all day, he has to think about what he has to do for 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 Hashem. That's part of the yoke that's on his neck. He's never free of that. He always has to think about what what are my obligations. Now, there are times people have di- difficult days. There's a day where a person's busy, and maybe he didn't do everything he was supposed to do that day, or maybe he couldn't. Maybe he had a legitimate excuse. That's not him throwing off the yoke on his neck. It just means he knows he has the yoke. I'm a chuyiv in Torah mitzvahs today. I didn't have a chance, or I had something else that, had to, that, that, that took precedence, but I still have the yoke on me. However, there are times of terrible destruction in Klal Yisrael. There are times of terrible destruction in Klal Yisrael where not only do we not do we skip certain mitzvahs on a particular day, but we throw off the entire yoke of mitzvahs because of all the pain and, and that we're going through, and we can't even think straight, right? When the Beis Hamikdash was being destroyed, or think about things more recently like the Holocaust, a person is not thinking about the yoke of mitzvahs on those days. It's not that, like on a regular day, I had a crazy day today, so I had the yoke of mitzvahs on my mind. I couldn't do everything I wanted to do. But when when there's when there's destruction going on in the world, so the whole yoke is forgotten. I, I throw the yoke off my neck. I can't even think about the fact that I have a yoke of mitzvahs, of, of Torah and mitzvahs. That's what Yosef and Binyamin are, 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 are talking about. They're crying on each other's necks. They're they're saying, Rashi says, and the Gemara says, they're crying over the destruction of the base of Mikdash. They're crying over a time when the Jews are not going to have the all mitzvahs on their tzavarav, on their necks. Like Rashi, uh, Rashi said, uh, they're going to throw away the, the yoke of mitzvahs altogether, the yoke of Torah and mitzvahs altogether. That's what Yosef and Binyamin are crying on. 
when it comes to the other brothers in the following pasuk, it doesn't mention it doesn't mention necks, and therefore Rashi doesn't make the comment of of the Beis Hamikdash. The other brothers were not crying about the Beis Hamikdash; they were crying about the reunion. Yosef was crying about the reunion with them, but they weren't they weren't looking at this. They were focusing on. That's why the pasuk doesn't say tzavarav. It doesn't say that Yosef fell on their necks. It just says that he kissed them and he cried. It doesn't say that he fell on their necks. Necks indicate this this as as looking ahead at a time of destruction, and that's what Yosef. Yosef and Binyamin are, are crying about. And where do we see this again later in the Parsha? In Perak Mem Vav, right after Shishi, Pasuk Kavtes. It says, Vayeser Yosef, when, 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 uh, when, um, when Yaakov is arriving in Mitzrayim, it says, Vayeser Yosef Merkavtoi, Yosef harnesses his chariot, Vayal Likras Yisrael, he goes up to meet Yisrael, Aviv, his father, Goishna, Vayar Elav, and he appeared before him, Vayipal al Tzavarav, and he fell on his neck, and he wept on his neck a lot. So again, we have the lotion of his necks. Yosef falls and mentions his neck twice on the neck of Yaakov, but Yaakov doesn't. Chazal tells us, Rashi points out it. What was Yaakov doing? Yosef falls on Yaakov's neck and cries, and Yaakov is saying Shema. So again, what's going on here? Yosef's falling on the neck, which we already established means he's crying about the fact that there's going to be times in Jewish history of catastrophe when Jews will throw off the yoke of mitzvahs, or the yoke of mitzvahs will just not be relevant, they won't be able to think about it, and Yaakov is saying Shema. So what's going on in light of what we just explained? So the Piazetsa Rebbe, he quotes from his father, he says that what's happening here is Yosef and Yaakov are meeting after 22 years apart. Y- Yosef realizes that the Jewish people are all coming down to Mitzrayim. He understands how difficult Mitzrayim is. He's lived in Mitzrayim for the last 22 years. He realizes that Mitzrayim is about to be a catastrophe in Jewish history. He's crying because he's afraid that the Jewish people are going to throw off the yoke of mitzvahs. They're going to throw off, he cries on the neck. Again, it's a reference to the neck like Rashi explained in Rosh Hashanah. That it's a Yosef is crying that the Jewish people are about to go into Golis Mitzrayim. How is it possible that they're going to keep the the all mitzvahs on themselves, the yoke of mitzvahs on themselves? And therefore, he's crying on Yaakov's neck. It's again an indication, the same way he and Binyamin cried about the destruction of the Mesamikdash, where the Jews would throw off the yoke of mitzvahs. So ya- Yosef is crying on Yaakov's neck also. But what's Yaakov's answer? Yaakov doesn't cry over this. Yaakov also is fully aware of what's happening now that the Jewish people are about to go into Golis, and it's going to be difficult to keep mitzvahs. But what does Yaakov do? Yaakov gives the answer. Yaakov gives the antidote. What do we do when we face catastrophe? What do we do when we feel like we can't take the yoke of mitzvahs? And it could be in a person's private life also. A person's going through a difficult time. He feels like the last thing I can think about is learn and do mitzvahs. What are we supposed to do? So Yaakov says, the answer is Mesiris Nefesh. Self-sacrifice. Yaakov recites Krishma. Krishma is the ultimate declaration of self, self-sacrifice. We know that a Jew dies al-Kiddush Hashem. What's the last words that are on his lips? Shema Yisrael. Rabbi Akiva, Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael, Hashem al-Kiddu Hashem achad, everything is God. A Jew has to remember that. No matter what he's going through in his life, whatever, what, no matter what Kal Yisrael is going through in their life, the Jewish people are about to enter Golis Mitzrayim. There's going to be destructions in the base of Mikdash. There's going to be holocausts. There's going to be difficult times in a person's life where he feels like he can't accept the mitzvahs. A person has to scream out Shema Yisrael. Remember that everything comes back to Hashem. That everything is all about Hashem. And he quotes that the Mar Shemesh famously said, who was a grand, uh, 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 a great grandfather of the of the Piyazetz Rebbe, also who would say that if a person who says Shema properly in the morning, he he should know that his avoid. I'll read you the words the way the Piyazetz quotes it. Uh, 
somebody who says Kriyashma properly in the morning, then he know, he'll know that all of his avoid, all of his service of Hashem that day will be proper. The person says Kriyashma because the person says Kriyashma says regardless of what's going on, I, 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 I put everything back to Hashem. I put everything back to Hashem. Everything goes to Hashem. Everything connects to Hashem. And I can get through whatever it is because I know that it's all Hashem. And everything connects to Hashem. So that's what's going on over here. When Yo- Yosef and Binyamin meet each other, they fall each other's necks. They're devastated about the fact that their children at some point are going to are going to not be able to keep the yoke of Torah on, on, on themselves. And therefore they cry over the destruction of the Besamekdash. When he meets the other brothers, they're crying about other things. That's not They're not talking about that right now. When he meets Yaakov and he sees Yaakov and the and the 70 souls coming with Yaakov entering Gullus, Yosef is overwhelmed. In that Pasuk, he uses the word Tzavarov twice, he falls on Yaakov, right? Vayipal al Tzavarov, al Tzavarov Oid. Yosef is terrified. He's the one who's most aware of this. He knows what Mitzrayim is like. Mitzrayim is Erva Sa'ar, it's the lowest place on planet Earth. He knows what's about to happen. Yaakov says to him, it's overwhelming, it's concerning. But don't worry, because we have Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekenu Hashem Echad. And that, that guarantees, yes, there will be times where the Jewish people's commitment to Torah Mitzvahs, not through their own fault, they're overwhelmed with Saras. But know that we have Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekenu Hashem Echad, that gets us through the most difficult times in Jewish history. And that's how we survive as a people, and that's how I know that we'll continue through the Gullis and make it through. And I just want to add one idea from the Lubavitch Rebbe on this same idea that Yosef and Yaman fell on each other's necks. And he points out that Rashi, notice Rashi says, the Rashi we quoted before, that Yosef was crying over the destruction that would happen in Binyamin's territory, the two base Bate Migdash that were in Binyamin's territory, and Binyamin's crying over the destruction of Mishkan Shil that was in Yosef's territory. Each one is crying over the other's misfortune, not their own, Right? So he, why? Why aren't they also crying over their own? It's also devastating for Binyamin that the two Batei Mikdash are going to be destroyed in his territory. It's also devastating for Yosef that the Mishkan Shil will be destroyed in his own territory. Why are they only crying over each other, each other's? So the Rebbe explains that what is crying? Why does a person cry? He says crying is something that we do to cope. Something that we do that it helps alleviate some of the pain. A person's in pain, he yells out. It somehow alleviates it a drop. But it doesn't change anything. Crying doesn't change anything. If a person is going through a difficulty and he sits around crying, right? Imagine a person is going through something very difficult, but there's something he can do about it, right? He could. A person is diagnosed with, with, with something, or he loses something in his parnasa. So he can go to a doctor. He can, he, can, he can try to salvage some of it. Instead, he just sits around crying. So we know that that's very that's very bad. That, that's that's very negative. A person's supposed to do what he can to try to alleviate the situation, right? A person, something falls on a person's foot. So instead of taking the thing off the foot, he leaves it there and he just starts, starts crying. He's a fool. Crying helps alleviate the pain, but it doesn't change anything. So when is it okay to cry? When is a person supposed to cry? If there's a pain that I can't do anything about, right? A person hurts himself. He does whatever. He puts a band-aid on it, but then it still hurts. So he cries a little bit. It helps him alleviate the pain, but not in place of doing something about it. Explains Lubavitcher Rebbe that if a person watches somebody else bringing some kind of issues onto himself, he realizes that this person is doing a virus and that's going to cause him to bring spiritual ruin on himself. So it could get him upset, but he can't necessarily stop it, right? He could daven for the person, he could try to give him musr, but if, let's say, he's done all that. 
and the guy refuses to change. Like he refuses to change. And so he's watching that the person is bringing ruin on himself, and he's done everything he can to try to correct this person's behavior. Right? So he's watching his friend bring b- bad things on himself, but there's nothing he can do. He's tried to, 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 to show him the right way. He's daven for him, but it's still happening. So then all he has left to do is, is, to, is to cry. So he sees this is going to happen by somebody else. He's, tr- he's done whatever he can, but then he watches the destruction happen. All he can do about it is cry, cry about that. But if somebody's bringing ruin on themselves, if I'm doing a virus class for Shalom, and it's bringing ruin on myself, so I'm not allowed to just sit around and cry. I have to fix what I'm doing. Right? A person speak, speaking Lush and Haran is bringing all kinds of problems on himself. So he can't just sit there crying about it. He has to stop saying Lush and Hara. He has to learn the halachas of Lush and Hara. He has to do things to fix the situation. And as a matter of fact, crying can make it worse because he thinks he's doing something by crying. In the meantime, the situation is just going to get worse and worse. No, he has to get up and do something about it. So Yosef and Binyamin, they don't cry for what's going to happen in their own territory. What's going to happen in their own territory? They're going to have to work. Hopefully, they're going to give Musa to their children. They can't sit around crying over what's happening in their own territory. They can only cry what's happening by the other person's territory. This is a tremendous lesson for us. Both of these ideas, from the Piazzetzer Rebbe and the Babacher Rebbe, is how we deal with things, how we deal with situations. Yes, there are going, there are some situations that are inevitable, and there's crying from that. But there are situations that we can correct, and in those situations, a person can't sit around and cry. Yosef can cry for Binyamin because there's only so much he can do to help Binyamin. Binyamin can cry for Yosef, but for themselves, you go into you go into action. And like the Piazzetzer Rebbe explained, the message of Yaakov Avinu is that even when we go through these times where it feels like it's impossible to keep the yoke of Torah and mitzvahs on ourselves, we. Have have to remember Yaakov's message, which is you you cried, you you cried on, on the next, you cried over that, but now go into go into action. Remind yourself, Hashem We need to we need to do something about it. We need to know that there's Hashem in the world. And the all these tsaras, even they're overwhelming, we have to remember that they come from Hashem. And with these ideas, a person can know how to go through difficult things, how to be there for other people, and how a person how a Jew is supposed to face Golas that should emirz Hashem end very, very soon, very quickly. We just finished Hanukkah. The light of Hanukkah should 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 continue to be of Ha'olich like we did every night of Hanukkah. We should the light should continue to grow until it brings Mashiach. Said Kenu Meherbi Amenu. I wish you all a great Shabbos.